When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Inside Fantasy Sports Podcast. Good afternoon. We are going live on Wednesday evening here for the Inside Fantasy Sport Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Kennedy, or the Super Coach Hawk, sitting here with my co-host and good friend, the Big Horse. How are you, Mickey Dell? Robbie, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the big horse is back, ready to give you the lowdown on this weekend's rounds. And also we're going to look into some buy round structures and some planning ahead. So, yeah, let's get into it tonight, Robbie. Yeah, there's a bit to there's a bit to cover off. Uh, mm. We've both been a little bit busy, a little bit flat out, but it hasn't stopped us watching what's going on in the footy land and our super coach mm. teams and staying on top of things. It was an interesting scoring round, some big scores, some low scores. My team was a little bit of a roller coaster, but pretty happy with what they pushed out. So let's do a we're going to do a quick wrap up of what did happen last week. We're going to brush through the teams sure. pretty quickly, have a look at the players that stood out for us. What did we see? What didn't we see? And what didn't we like? Um, we're going to talk about some massive news and talking points about what's going on with any injury news that we've heard about this week. We're going to talk trades, movements, and we're going to start really brushing into buy conversation. I think it's really important that we start talking about making strategic moves to get your teams ready for the buys. We encourage everybody to jump on, jump on and subscribe. But for this live, also make sure you come in and throw some questions into the chat box and we will do this. Give you a shout out. We will bring it up on the screen to Mr. Mail XD. It's good to have you back, mate, and being able to tune in live. Hopefully you're on board now with your notification jumping on. Jump in, answer, answer and ask any questions. But let's dive in, mate. Should be good. 
I think so. Yeah, let's get into it. So we did say Richmond and Geelong was going to be an interesting matchup last week. Uh, mm. I know Geelong for the first time, they broke the streak of actually going in as the younger average side or average, yeah. average yeah. age side. Um, and Richmond took advantage of it. They were the Richmond of old. Yeah, they played really well. They sort of took the game on a little bit, didn't they? And took um, Geelong's run and carry through the middle of the ground away from them. And they just, you know, after Geelong got to, what, two goals, nine, it was sort of, it was always catch up from there for them. Um, when we're talking about players from either side, um, Short looks to be coming back into the form of old for him. Uh, Broad, he's a bit hit and miss. Baker, 115 again after a couple of down weeks. Rioli, Martin, all above 100, which was nice. Taranto, 28 touches for 90 super coach points. But for me, he probably gets the three votes that game. He was unbelievable mm. for the Tigers. Yeah, he's been really strong. I think he's found, I think early on, we always knew that he could find the footy. We always knew mm. that he was going to get the ball. He was sort of butchering it a little bit early. A lot of talk about obviously not having the best kick in the AFL and things like that. But I think he's found a lot more efficiency in his game, which is good. Um, and I think where he's getting the footy, if anyone's actually going on and watching the games, uh, you can tell that he's coming around the back a little bit more. He's using that handball. He's not just throwing it on the boot too quickly. But, yeah, he looked good. And uh, Trek conched up forward, supplied, uh, you know, gave them a little bit of a different dynamic. Um, he was yeah, definitely the, uh, the the younger version, Trent Cotchen. Hmm. I, I wouldn't be going anywhere near him, though, just quietly. But. No, no, absolutely not. Um, for Geelong, Stuart Atkins and Atkins, sorry, both 115, 113. For those that I actually spoke a bit about Atkins, as in this Atkins and not mm. the Gold Coast Rory Atkins as a potential pickup uh, last week when I got my plays mixed up. And I'm kind of glad that we did bring him up because he, he does have a role there through Geelong's midfield, especially without Dangerfield at the moment, where he is that inside mid. And it can lead to big position um, possession, sorry, high tackling games. Even though he only had the six tackles, he still ended up with 24 touches and 113 super coach points. So when you're looking at defender mid, he's a similar price to Lockie Whitfield at the moment. You know, which way do you go if you're looking for a downgrade or an upgrade, depending on uh, who you're looking to move on from? But then you've got your... Well, there's no one really relevant. You know, Hawkins had his first stinker since I brought him in, 74. <laughs> Mitch Duncan, 95. But he's still – it's really hit and miss with those Geelong um, running defenders. So I'd still wouldn't go anywhere near Mitch Duncan. Yeah, he's an interesting one, isn't he? Very much relies on needing to sort of get his marks. Um, mm -hmm. If they're chipping a little bit around the back line, I think you've got a lot more solidarity yeah. in like a Tom Stewart and what he's mm -hmm. putting up. Um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't touch it at the moment. And look, there's a lot of risk talk out there at the moment on the Twitter sphere. You can always feel free to hit us up on Twitter. There's a lot of risk factors with people talking about who they're looking to maybe bring in. Um, I'm still not in the risk mode at the moment. I don't think it needs to be happen. I'm very much on the watch list of, of who's looking to sort of drop and, and who's coming in at a cheaper price later on, like a Jordan Degoe, a Callum Mills. Those sort of players are definitely on my watch list. Mm-hmm. NJB, Mr. Nathan, comes on, makes a good point. Here's a very big talking point, and we are going to get into who are the possible bring-ins, but we might as well jump into this now. Sharp is a very popular buy this week. He is sitting at the top of the most bought-in players. What's your take on Sharp? I'd still wait and see whether he's picked or not because, he, like, he did have 17 possessions and six marks against an Essendon team where they just – they were all over him right from the start. So 
with the uh, Brisbane Lions VFL team, as good as what that is, you've got to remember they've still got, you know, the weapon. What's his name? Matheson, um, uh, Devin Robertson, these sorts of players who all need to come back into the, the Brisbane mix. Yeah, he's, even if he does play another game, I'm still not too sold on his job security. Like he, he did get 17 touches and it looks good on paper, but, you know, moving forward, what is his role going to be in that Brisbane lineup? So if you're looking for some some quick coin, you know, 40, 50K, yeah, you can pick him, but longevity, I don't like his job security in the Brisbane Lions lineup. I think job security is a really big talking point now, not so much just for the the obviousness of what sits with when it comes with job security and scoring security, but you don't want to be making some trades now and that player not be there in buy rounds. So if you, you're burning a trade between now and then getting to buy rounds and having to use another one on somebody who possibly might be a one or two gamer, might even be somebody that you're just looking to get their score and they haven't even played their two leading into their three games. So for me, job security is a big one. Um, and we will probably dive in there a bit further. Maybe maybe we stick we'll, – I won't quite bring up who I think the buyers are right now, but, um, yeah, Sharp's obviously one we're going to talk about. But there's a few others there that I think are good job security and, and good score security as well. So, mm-hmm. But why don't we stay with the Brisbane and, and Bombers game because we are having a look at it. So Lockie Neal having an absolute blinder again with 34 touches. Uh, Redmond looked back to playing his role a bit more with his uh, 30 disposals, which 24 of them with kicks and seven marks. Uh, Ashcroft, for anyone who didn't move him, I'm one of them who did not. Uh, so he's got a nice little score for us there. But I think a talking point of when and why do we move Ashcroft and what does that look like for some people? Um, Zorko finding the footy again, coming back into the side, Hugh McCluggage. Uh, Will Setterfield being the really big talking point now. So news has just come out not too long ago that he's injured his foot during that game and yes. putting him on the short to medium term list. So for me... As much as I wanted to hold him with Darcy Parrish uh, being out for about a month, I think I'm going to have to move him now. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He's made as much coin as he's ever going to make you now, so it's time to move him on, hopefully upgrade him and a you know, a rookie that's made you a couple of hundred thousand into a premium midfielder. Yep. Anything, anything more else you saw in uh, out of your Brisbane and your Bombers, mate? Yeah, I'm really liking Dane Sorko at the moment. Since the start of the year, he's sort of starting to rack it up a lot. And it's, I believe he's at 464,000 as a mid forward. I'm tossing up between Zorko, uh, Darcy Cameron, which I might hold on for one more week, and Lockie Whitfield. Lockie Whitfield we'll get into later, but he scored 300s in a row as well. So, yeah, we'll get into that. But Zorko's definitely on my watch list at the moment. Yes, you're bringing up some big names and some really good talking points. I think there's a lot to digest. I think it's an interesting one. I think the rookies is the obvious thing for lookout, but I think people are making those decisions for themselves. It's these people that are around, the players that are around those sort of mid-price or mid-to-high premium price um, that I think we need to start discussing, which we'll definitely definitely dive into, which is great. Um, We move on to Gold Coast versus West Coast. Uh, What's your takes on this game, mate? It's, oh, yeah, it was a smashing, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Noah Anderson tagged fairly well. Um, didn't get as much of it or point production-wise as what some of us may have thought. But didn't the uh, the grass-fed cow himself in <laughs> Matty Rao go to town? What did he score, 150, 160? 
Was yeah, it? seven. Well, seventeen tackles and twenty nine disposals will definitely help that for sure. That's yeah, yeah that's ridiculous. And we did um, give a shout out to Mister King, who we thought may have a big game against West Coast Eagles. He did score one hundred and twenty six, but moving forward, you're still not picking him because they're not going to be playing a West Coast Eagles side that depleted each week. Um, yep. What I do want to bring up though is that Campbell Chesser travelled with them. He played in the waffle. He had, what, 17 touches with managed game time, and they're looking to bring him and Noah Long back this week by my reports. Can you yeah, confirm so that? Yeah, it's exactly what we've heard over here in the West, that Noah Long's ready to go, um, Chess is ready to go, and there's a couple. There's actually about four or five that are on a, on a test uh, for the Harley uh, Reed Cup this week between, mm. between Hawthorne and uh, West Coast. I was having a joke at the office actually about oh surely West, uh, Hawthorne are going to find a way to to rest some players or some players will be injured or whatever and literally within about fifteen minutes of me and a mate talking about that it came out that Sam Mitchell had COVID so I'm hoping there's about ten or fifteen players at Hawthorne that just come down with COVID and uh, we try and secure that number one spot would be very very nice in my opinion. There is something here. I've heard Mick's got a Geelong schlong. <laughs> don't know where he got that information from but oh, i cannot confirm or deny that we will not confirm nor deny on this <laughs> podcast um mate what's your thoughts on jinby now obviously put up the big score yeah. with the with the 16 tackles himself as well he was the one putting the sort of bit of a tag roll on uh noah anderson what's your take on jimby now moving forward now still i've held him oh well done What's his ownership at like now? It, it must yeah, be. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a I'll have a better look for you. It mm. is. I know a few people moved him, but yeah, he's now he's, now he's got a he's got a break even of five, um, which is great. So the money's going to go up again next week. So the cash increase for me. He went up twenty one k from his score this week, um, cool. and he's and he's projected to go up another twenty seven if he scores sixty four this week. So okay. I'm absolutely stoked with this hold. Um, the unfortunate thing for me was he was sitting on my bench and because I've got so many West Coast and – well, not so many West, West Coast, Gold Coast type players, I wasn't able to do the loophole. But, uh, look, I'll take the cash and I'm pretty happy with that at the moment, especially if he goes up another if he goes up another 27 to, to 30K would be very nice because that puts him in about three, 330, 335, 340, um, which is very nice return mm. on investment for me. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, not too much more out of this game. Oh, your no. boy, uh, your boy with it and always finds a way to score when uh when Shannon Hearn's not playing, he sort of takes his role a little bit, which is uh which is the time yeah. and place. But I think we have to give a special mention if he comes out. The one I do want to talk about though, um actually there's two, and I'm intrigued on your opinion. Will yeah. Powell with the role that he's had, will that stay that way? And the other massive talking point and people looking to bring him in is Bailey Humphrey. You take out Bailey Humphrey's 117 that he scored on the weekend. And what's he averaged? Not a lot. 34, I think it is. <laughs> so that if you're willing to risk that, they're not going to be playing West Coast every week. If you're willing to risk that, by all means, bring him in. But I, I think he'll, he'll shit on you if you bring him in. He's not going to score this high ever again. Or well, not this year, sorry. He may in the future, but this year with a West Coast team like that, even against North Melbourne, whenever they play them, he might score okay against them. But when you're playing, you know, decent sides and 
he got subbed off the week before. I'm pretty sure he scored in the minuses the week before. So yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's he had, a minus, he had a minus three. He had a yeah, minus three three weeks so, ago. Yeah. When we're talking about that, he's, he's definitely not a player you're looking at bringing in, especially at that inflated rookie price where you could bring back in Campbell Chesser if you got rid of him. He's still at a rookie price. And job security-wise, you know, for 70 grand less, they're going to be similar scores. Um, but with Will Powell, he's too much of an unknown, especially with uh, – what's his name? He was traded from Fremantle to Gold Coast. Oh, it'll come to me. That's really poor of me. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. It'll come for me, but yeah. he just—he was injured. But he'll come back into the side. Absolutely. Yeah, he will. Lockie Weller. Lockie Weller. Lockie Weller. Lockie Weller. So as soon as yep. Lockie Weller comes back in, I think that's going to hurt Will Power a little bit because Will <clears throat> Will Power sort of plays off his man a little bit, and they're using him as the number one run and carry from defence at the moment, which is nice. But he did only still score 81 in this game without. Um, Oh mate, what's his name again? Sorry, it's it's Dropman. Took Miller without Lockie Weller. Sorry, oh, without Lockie Weller. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad for forgetting his name twice there, but <laughs> yeah, he's he's not one. Especially when you're looking at the end of the year, he's not going to be a top ten defender. I don't believe. I think in the future he will be. He's got all the good assets in order to provide this, and yeah, moving forward, he may be a pick for me in next year, the year after, but this year, no. I think this is a really good talking point and one that we're also going to get to, but not overly clued on the buyers. Which team should I be targeting in the coming weeks or two? It's probably why we spent a little bit of time on Gold Coast because Gold Coast is definitely one of them. You've done a pretty good look into this, Mick. Where, mm-hmm. Where's your head at when it comes to the, the teams that they should be targeting and, and cool. why? Yep. So to start off with, we're looking at Geelong or Gold Coast players are optimal when we're talking about the buy rounds, why? Because with one specific round, I think it's round 13, they're the only two teams that have a buy that round. And then when other teams have their buy, you've got their players playing. So you've got you've got good coverage. What I do want to bring up, though, is in round 15, you've got Carlton, GWS, North Melbourne, Port Adelaide, Richmond, and the Western Bulldogs. I bring up these teams because if you've got rookies or players that you've bought up, you've made a bit of cash from from these teams, you can allow them to play almost all the way through buy rounds. And then when it comes to that last round of buy rounds, upgrade your players from those teams and voila, you've got a full um, team again. So if you can't get players from Geelong or Gold Coast, you're looking at Carlton rookies, GWS rookies, North Melbourne are going to be playing a lot of rookies. I think they're, they're in the tank cup for, for Harley Reid at the moment. Port Adelaide rookies, Richmond rookies, or Western Bulldogs rookies. It's a really good point. And just to be clear to everybody, we'll we'll post this stuff on our Twitter. Make sure you follow us at Insight Fantasy Sport on Twitter. You can see our handles below as well. We'll make sure that we share this information through there um, and talk to it as we go through it. Because I think this is really important for those people that want to make the moves and the right moves in the right direction. I know a lot of people, a lot of people who are going to start deleting apps soon. There's a lot of people that have gone burnt trades that haven't gone the way that they wanted to. And I guarantee when they get to the the buy rounds and it's not worked out for them, some people are just going to give it away. This is your time to make the move with some smart choices as we move forward. And we're here to give you that information. 
So make sure you stay tuned. Follow us on our socials and, and get that information as we move forward. Sure. I, have you had a look? Have you had a look at how many available on your team for round fifteen? If you were currently to play next week, I haven't. No, I've got I've got fifteen. But out of the fifteen, and to to anyone who's new along, it's it's eighteen. Your top best eighteen scores are the ones that get picked. So it's not your full twenty-two. You just need the eighteen best scores. But out of that out of that fifteen, I would go. I know I'm, I'm going to class Atkins as a, a rookie price player. So as in, um, yeah. Rory, one, two, Ashcroft, three, Wilmot, four, Long, five, Simpson, Mitchell, six, seven. So I've got about seven of them that are actually sort of like rookie priced players. So it's definitely something that everyone needs to have a look at and start to make those tactical moves as we move forward. Uh, Let's dive into Fremantle versus Sydney. Another ripper of a game. Um, where Fremantle are possibly the team that are starting to come out of their shell a little bit. I think they're showing a little bit of solidarity down forward, picking their younger players in Tracy, a miss, uh, and a missing one. But that's, oh, and Jackson then is also playing forward and then goes into the ruck. I think Luke Darcy has been, uh, Luke Darcy, Sean Darcy. Oh, geez, I'm showing my age far out. Uh, Luke, uh, let's see, I've done it again. Sean Darcy has been an absolute beast for them in the ruck. With uh, with J- Luke Jackson showing them how good they are up forward, mm-hmm. uh, the big one for me that I want to point out: Sean Darcy since round three, mm-hmm. one thirty-two, mm-hmm. one twenty-five, one thirty-six, one thirty-seven, one fourteen. He had a seventy-seven against Hawthorne, which for some reason they're the ruck killers. I don't know how, but they're the ruck mm-hmm. killers, and one fifty-two. He has been in absolute beast mode. And I'm pretty sure on this podcast, we said, don't jump off him. Get on board. This guy is their ruck. He's been an absolute beast. I don't know if you've much, you've noticed his performance. You still, do you, you have him, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen him a couple of times. Yeah. Yep. He's um after the first two weeks, I was sort of um and ah and thinking, oh shit, have I made the, the wrong decision here with English going as bananas as he has, but True to form, we called it a couple of weeks ago that English looked a bit tired and a bit slow, and he's pumped out a couple of 70s scores recently. And, you know, people are starting to talk about whether they jump off him and jump on Darcy. Um, I think not because I think English, once he has a rest, will come back again and go nuts again. But, yeah, for those that have held on to Darcy, well done. This is why you don't burn trades. I don't think any sideways moves are needed to be made with the rucks at the moment. I don't think there's any real panic stations in that place. I, I wouldn't be making those sideways rucks moves until maybe you're getting to your your finals times um, and yeah. your head-to-head leagues and things like that where you can just find an extra 15 points or something like that. But for now, Marshall's still scoring enough points. I think it's fine to stay with your English or your Darcy or your Wits. Um, Gorn, I think, is too much of a risk at the moment, just not knowing what Melbourne will do. Um, mm. So I just don't think it's worth the sideways movement just yet. Another player who's just been an absolute ripper at uh, Sydney and Fremantle, Errol Goulden. And I know you brought him in. I know he had a little question mark on whether it was going to be Mills and Goulden. And that was one of those flip of the coin decisions for the best of the century. So well done. Well done. Yep, credit thanks. where credit's due. Yeah. Um, I think it's time, regardless of his price and the big rise that he had last week, I think I'm, have, I think I'm going to have to find a way to get Goulden in this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's just everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and with with Sydney's injuries, it's yeah, it's sort of with Mills. Even before Mills got hurt, is 
sort of that stopgap player, I guess. To his credit, John Longmire sees him as, you know, something needs to be done. So he puts Mills in that position to to plug a hole, so to speak, which is burnt his super coach scoring ability, but has allowed others to flourish a little bit. So you've got Jakey Lloyd that's back and scoring well. Blakey's yep. been scoring well. Like we saw a couple of weeks ago, Mills was playing on Hawkins, of all people. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then which has allowed Goulden now to be that go-between that Sydney play really well between back and forward. And we saw, especially over the weekend, that his power running when he's on what we call, or in footy terms, is called the fat side of the ground, so the opposite side to where the ball is. His um, ability to be able to get back, help out defence, and then he's getting touches as they move the ball forward into attack. Like Sydney trust him with ball in hand. He's got really good disposal yeah. efficiency as well. So they're looking to get the ball into his hand. He's um like I called at the start of the year that, you know, he had his 179 in preseason and that he won't score that high like for the rest of the year, which look, he probably won't, but he's still scoring 150 and I'm glad I brought him in. Yeah, like, look, I mean, I talked about the the call that we made on Sean Darcy just before, and you give a pat on the back. I did not see this explosion coming. I know people jumped on and off the back of preseason. I've One of my big rules has always been don't make a preseason pick, as in don't let preseason just yeah. control, uh, uh, control you. But he's really stepped up. His kick is efficient. I mean, when you see someone getting 24 kicks, six marks, five tackles, Eight clearances, six thirty-seven meters gained, and and his time on grounds eighty-seven percent. I mean, he now with Mills being injured, and I haven't seen what the extent of that actually is just yet. But I think he's four weeks. I think he's got to come in. I think I'm going to find a way because he's still at sort of that five fifty-nine. So it's not outrageous to to think to jump on him now and and still bring him into your team. So the uh, other one's Caleb Sarong. Uh, Caleb Sarong, 33 touches. Andy Brayshaw starting to find the footy again with 31 touches. Luke Parker just. Keeps on keeping on. Uh, Chad Warner, find the ball at 25. You already talked about Jake Lloyd. I'm glad to see Hayden Young starting to find the footy a bit more. I think he, uh, I think people jumped mm. on him maybe a little bit too early this year to see what he'd do, but he looks like a classy player and a, and a super coach regular, I think, moving forward in the next coming years. Um, there wasn't too much more out. As I said, Sean Darcy, massive game. Um, not too much else there. No, but uh, when we're talking about rookies, uh, Sydney have an abundance of injuries at the moment. Angus Sheldrick, remember yep. the name for Sydney, 37 touches and a couple of goals and a lot of clearances in the VFL, and they're touting him as the next midfielder at Sydney to come in and assist the likes of Parker and uh, Warner and that in the midfield. So if he gets picked this week, keep an eye on him. Where's um where's Nat? I know you've talked about Nat Fife not being someone that you would consider, mm-hmm. but if we go half glass half full for those who are looking to bring him in or want to take the risk on him, when is the time to bring him in? I've heard that he may get super subbed one more time. Does everybody need to just start looking at the break evens, or when is that point that you you look to bring in a Nat Fife if you're somebody who wants to take that risk? What's his break even at the moment? Or what's his I'll price? Go and have, I'll go and have a look. He, he, yeah. From everything that I'm hearing over here, he's every chance to possibly play this week against, uh, I think they've got Geelong. Um, okay. But what I'm also hearing out of it is that he could get the super sub role one more time. But if I know Nat Five, the the ego is pretty strong and he'll want to play. So he's currently at a break even of 101. Um, if he goes super sub one more week, 
he's he could he could really drop. Um, he could drop thirty three thousand just this week if he projects at a twenty eight. So, so what's he, he going to be? So he's currently at two hundred sixty seven and a half thousand. He's already dropped forty six thousand dollars, and mm-hmm. he could drop it. He if he gets a twenty eight, he drops another thirty three. So what's that? Two hundred and it'll be two hundred thirty four thousand somewhere around there so if you look at that from points per minute which if i can quickly bring that up his points per minute in round nine was 0.8 so he's at 0.8 minutes and i know that's short minutes and he was 0.7 points per minute in the uh in the game previous so the guy knows how to get the points um Mm -hmm. and when you're getting someone at that kind of price it's it's going to be pretty hard for people not to look at it you're right now, for those of you that are watching on YouTube, yes. Yeah, you, no, you beat me to the click. I like it. Well done. <laughs> yep. First time I've been clean shaven in quite a few years. So enjoy it, guys. Jeez, I look good. I think, I, mate, I think you do. I think you look fantastic. With all the, mate, with all these speculation going around in the USA at the moment about is Joe Biden actually still Joe Biden or is he a fake person? Uh, yeah. Mate, you're, you're showing that a little clean shave can really change somebody's look i tell you what so yeah uh well we're gonna answer this we'll answer this question first and then we'll come back to your question bryce because your question is actually probably why we're here but we'll we'll continue this discussion what does the miso think about the clean shave (laughs) (laughs) no right no right of reply that's totally fine we're all good but we'll come back to the super cash conversation and bryce 485 thank you and welcome to the show my friend uh, Cameron and Merritt, goodbyes. I'll give this one to you, big horse. So which which Cameron are we talking about? Jeremy Cameron sh- or we're talking Darcy Cameron or let's let's go both. I reckon he's gonna be talking Darcy Cameron. Darcy Cameron, I think he's coming back off a knee. He's been out for it'll be seven weeks because he last played in round three. I'm thinking we wait a week because so he's just put down there, Darcy. I think we yeah. wait a week. I I think there's potential that he may come back through the reserves and play a half on managed minutes, and then he comes back into the one side. Uh, you brought up a good point off air that Cox played a really good game last week. It was a ripper. I, Absolute yeah, ripper. I don't think it's worth rushing him back for. So when we're talking about that, I think we can afford to wait a week on Darcy Cameron. Even if he gets named, he's got a break even of about 60. So he's not going to go on that yeah. much if he does play. So he's still going to be obtainable. Um, but with Merritt, without Setterfield, uh, Parrish is still out. He's going to get a shit ton of the ball. Uh, what's his price, Robbie? But I'd be looking his to bring him in. Yeah, his price is 564. He still has a break even of 120. My question I'd throw to you is, and you probably, I'm about to have a look actually, so I'll be able to answer it. They are playing, they've got the Tigers. So Tigers aren't going to tag. They've also got West Coast, North Melbourne, Carlton, which is, it's not a bad little, it's not a bad shout to maybe go a Zach Merritt. Tigers won't tag. They're going to look for Merritt. Um, If they put some time into someone, it will obviously go to Merritt, which could be a slight concern. But with that fixturing, not a bad buy. Not a bad buy. And for Merritt, the last, was it three or four years, I had some stats in the preseason that after round 10, he averages 122 for the remainder of the year. 
So if he goes on previous averages, he'll be a really good get and he'll be a top six midfielder by the end of the year. So, yeah, I'd be bringing him in. All in on the big cocks. All in on big cocks. I wonder Jeez. whether it's just a joke. Work, trying mate. to make a, little, make a little joke on play there, play on words. But um, I kind of wanted to have a look at cock. Honestly, I was... Again, I wouldn't touch him just because Cameron's coming and all that sort of stuff, and it's pretty hard to to know what they're going to do. But I must admit, I was very impressed, and I'm a bit of a tough one when it comes to Mason Cox. He's got a break-even now of 26. He's priced at 371. Um, McRae was a really big rap for him on his preseason, and yeah. he came out a lot saying, you know what, it didn't actually shock me that much. The injury hurt him. Obviously, and it was a pity because he was looking great in preseason. So, yeah, I don't know what they do. I think with McStay still out, that they'll bring him back in because they might need another target up forward. But, mate, why would you change what's working at Collingwood at the moment? Johnson looks good up forward. So, I don't think it's a rush. I think it's a really watch this space for me. You're welcome, Matty O'Brien, for my quote. Um. (laughs) <laughs> he loves he gets into every time I think I don't I don't I think when we first started this podcast and you listen back to yourself and you critique yourself as you go through it I think I said watch this space about 14 times in our first episode so somehow it's become my slogan I don't think I say it as much as I used to but maybe I do who knows who knows we move on to the most riveting game of the week last week Port Adelaide versus North Melbourne which I say with a little bit of tongue in cheek although what was riveting about it was the ability, and I'll get to your question there, Theo. I like your point that you're making, mate. Um, although it was a bit exciting for the uh, Jason Horn francis Cup. Um, did you actually get a chance to watch any of this game or was it watched for the first 10 minutes, nothing really happened, and switched the channel? Well, I was on night shift last week, so I slept through it. And I'm glad I did because I looked at the scores and thought I didn't waste three hours of watching pointless footy. So... This weekend, actually, there's a few past um, people that we've had on the podcast here in Trent Evans, Jakey Skidmore, Justin Herbert. We're all going to watch the North Melbourne-Sydney game this week. So there may be some live updates on our Twitters and our Instagram for our viewers to have a look at. Which will be extremely entertaining if I know you boys like I know you. Yeah. Justin Herbert has a game of footy at 9am Saturday morning. And my first beer will be cracked at Hupar State. So, yeah. You we'll guys will not be on the standard squeeze. I can guarantee that for sure. You'll oh, be we will on be to the, start the day, but not towards the back end. You'll be on the, the day, Jake Skidmore pour. There you go. You're oh, welcome. Put that on a yeah. T-shirt. So, <laughs> when, when we're talking about North Melbourne and Port Adelaide, um, <laughs> if you were good enough to bring in Zebel, well done. I didn't, and I should have. Um, Sheasel's still a hold, even though he didn't score as well as what he previously has. Um, he's potentially the only rookie ever that you, you could hold on to and could be a primo by the back end of the year. Uh, LDU's done. North Melbourne are going to look at bringing in a lot of rookies in the next couple of weeks. Yep. Uh, if you, yeah, if you've got Drury or you're bringing in Drury, I don't, I don't think that he's going to get dropped. You're not bringing him I don't in. think he will either. I don't think he will either, and it's hard to look past the 102. By the way, Bryce, yeah. we'll, we'll get to your question as well. Thanks for dropping that in there. Um, it's hard to look past a 102, someone who's got a DPP. That's going to be the tough part. I actually have a feeling I'm a good chance to use my final boost this week as long as I've done – not that you can look into the future too far because fantasy is a cruel game sometimes, but as long as I feel like I've got my future covered – that I can get my buy rounds right. I actually think this is the week for me to 
I might have to do three, especially now. And we'll get to Bryce's question as well. With I think I will have to move Hopper and Setterfield. So yeah, yeah okay. got to make some moves. Yeah. Um, let's get let's get to these questions, um, yeah. and we can come back because I want to talk about Ollie Wines and how he is the fourth quarter player to keep your dream alive, just quietly. Oh. Um, Theo first, welcome back to the show. Theo, love your comments, mate. My team, um, my team is I Dream of Heaney. One of my favorite names, I must throw out. It was one of my faves. Uh, I'm thinking uh, Cohen and Davey out for Weddle and Humphrey for the cash grab. I'm trying to work out how much money you'll actually make out of that because Weddle would have jumped in price already. Humphrey's already up at 213. Um, I mean, look, what's your thoughts? I don't mind the move. Um, and I'm sure it'll probably get him about – it's going to get him just over 100K maybe. Um, yeah, Theo, I'll be honest with you, mate. I don't like it. Mm. I know Cowan's not playing at the moment and Davey's not scoring very well. But let's let's have a look around and see if we can – if you've got some dual position players, whether you can move some, you know, mid-back um, or mid-forward. Um, Humphrey is not going to score well, mate. Um, Weddle, he had a really good game last week and still didn't score overly well. I, th- I think we should be looking at potentially bringing in two um, rookie players or rookie price players. So if we're looking at Berry, uh, Berry for Gold Coast, um, I like him. I bought him in early. I like his role. Um, if you don't have Drury, bring in Drury. I think he's going to get games. He may only score you 50 or 60, but... When you're talking about a 102K price, he's going to make your coin. Um, but when we're talking about Humphrey and Weddle, you're not going to make much coin out of them, mate. So I'd, I'd uh, rethink that one. As you can see, my, you can tell my eyes are looking off. And this is what I need. Yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to a double screen to rock, especially some of these live podcasts. I'm actually trying to look at where he is. He used to be really high. So I feel like I need to go back up to the top and I've missed him. I was going to pull up his team. Um, I swear the I, I dream of Heenies. I was I was trying to actually pull up his team so I could have a little good little look at it, and I was nearly going to share it. Um, but maybe he might be able to let me know better. I just can't quite find his team at the moment. I was going to have a look, but I agree. I think there's a better spot to to get some better cash and make some make some moves. So I'll have a little look as we go forward for sure. Um. I do like the Tom Berry call, mate. I actually really like the role that he plays, and I think he, I think he's got a good spot there, and I think it fits mm-hmm. the fifteen round fifteen buys really well. Uh, Bryce four eight five. Cheers for your question, my friend. Um, who do you think is the best option to downgrade Chandler in order to free up cash for Hopper um, to merit trade? Uh, would it be Tom Berry? Are you talking a Tom Berry or a Sharp? Who who do you think is the best downgrade? This way. I think Tom Berry's got better job security than what um, Sharp does for Brisbane, for sure. Um, so, yeah, Chandler and Hopper down into Tom Berry and Roger Merritt. Let's do it. I do like the Merritt move. Chandler's been a phenomenal pick. He's done well. I must admit, one I got wrong early on, I, I had the fear factor of Melbourne and whether that job security was going to be there with like a Cozzy Pickett and things like that. There's a couple that I really look back on this year. Um, and when I do a nice little team review, Samson Ryan was one of them. Um, I just think he, I thought he looked so lost when he was on the field to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. And the other one being Chandler, that although he looked very good, uh, the job security I didn't think would be there. But well done to him for the way he's playing. So I really like those moves, mate. Good call. Good call. 
Uh, we move on. Um, as you can see, I'm ticking away vigorously. I still want to talk a little bit about a couple of players at Port Adelaide and North Melbourne. Um, Zach Butters is one that's really starting to step up um, and putting some more consistent scores on the board, playing that sort of inside mid-roll a little bit more, which is probably hindering a couple of a couple of yep. your boys that, you, that you've looked at. Um, mm-hmm. So just really quickly, Theo, absolutely, mate. I'll have a look at your team. I'm scared of job security. I've got 15 trades left. Okay, so not too many trades as well. So we don't want to be burning too many, especially as we'll use quite a lot in those buy rounds. I will definitely try and find your teammate and have a look. As you can see, mm-hmm. I'm vigorously clicking away as we, we do a few things here. So absolutely. Um, so Zach Butters is one I really like the look of. The other is talking about Ollie Wines. And I know you got a few boys to jump on your bandwagon. It hasn't been mm-hmm. terrible. But his fourth quarters have been what's kept you in. I've been so close to flicking you a text, and then somehow I tune off the game, and he goes from thirty-seven to finish with like ninety-five at the end of the game. It's it's ridiculous. And then I actually I think I sent you his stat line for the fourth quarter. I don't yeah. have it on me right now, so I can't bring it up. I really should. I can't have four hundred notes in front of me. I'm not. Uh, I don't work yeah. for Fox Footy. Um, yeah. But. Uh, but yeah, he's he's what where's your thoughts? Where's your heads at with those people that have jumped on the wines train with you? Toot toot. <laughs> get, get on board. Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, a Mickey Dell special. A if he Dell scores, special. what did he score? 99 the first week that we got him, and he got 90. What was it this week? 93? 94? <laughs> he's he's going to make me a hundred K. Like it, at at the very worst, I picked him up at four hundred and six thousand. I'll tell you what he's at now. He is at <laughs> one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Oh, hang on, he hasn't even gone up that much. It's only 420K. But you know what? He's he's going to go up because he's got a break-even of 70. He'll keep going up a bit. I'm just break worried that he's like, yeah. I'm just worried. Either one or two things is going to happen. Well, actually, it's one of three, and they're all obvious. So I'm going to be missed Captain Obvious right now. He's either going to keep doing what he's doing, or he's going to continue to just have terrible scores and not save himself in the last quarter. Or he's going to have a game where he puts that last quarter – together for the whole majority of the game. And you're mm-hmm. going to be seriously sitting there and I'm going to go and find a soundbite that just says toot toot. And yeah. that's how we're going to start the next Jump podcast, on. mate. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, we we keep pushing. We keep pushing. Uh, hey, Dale, should I get Ollie Wines or Ollie Wines this week? I'm pretty sure yeah. you've already got him, Nathan. 
For everyone who's listening along, Nathan, Nathan is our producer, king, king of the these, these shows. Uh, it's it's good. Uh, I'm just making sure I didn't mix anyone. Jinxie, there you go. Perfect. You've beaten me to it. I love that you Junkie. have access to this now. Oh, Junkie. So junk, Junkie's a, a 2K legend. Um, good question. I, I, I don't know. Who do you want to bring in for Cowan? You know what? If, Ch- if Chesser plays, he is rookie price. He's got dual position. Why not? You could do a lot worse. What's what's Chess, What's Chess's price at now? I, I don't. I'm not a Chesser fan at all. No, I don't. Neither, I don't. Neither am I, but when when we're talking about players who are potentially going to play, yeah, because they're going to blood the young guns. Surely, the surely, but, but surely you're better off just grabbing like a Chincotta or something if you, you don't have him, or or go to Chin, the downgrade. Chincotta's a hundred hundred k more now. Chincotta's at nearly two hundred and twenty k. Chess is only at one hundred and thirty k. Is he really? Okay. Mm. Sorry. That changes my whole vibe. I see where you're going with that now. I, I thought yeah. he jumped up a lot more than that, but that's not a bad that's not a bad shout. Um yeah. Ollie Lord. Ollie Lord is who he's thinking about. I must no. admit, I haven't seen too much of Ollie Lord, but what I did no. see, I wasn't too too excited about it. No. Georgiades or Georgiades or however you say his name. You've got Todd Marshall, you've got Charlie Dixon. It's um, Finlayson. They're all big forwards. Yeah, don't just. I mean, you could do better. It's a very, it's a very open-ended question, isn't it? Like, who who should I trade in for Cowan? Well, without seeing the dynamics of the dollars, the cents, the trade lefts, those sort of things. I mean, if you don't have a Seamus Mitchell, I really like his role at Hawthorne. Mm. I really like his role at Hawthorne. And if you haven't brought him in yet, I would be getting him in. He's still at two thirty-two k. He's still got a break-even of five. Uh, projected to score, if he scores 63, he goes up another 26,500 K. I really, they are starting to look to use him. I think they're going to actually start having a really good look at what they do with, if he doesn't have Seamus Mitchell with the 237 K, then I'm saying jump on Seamus Mitchell. Yep. They're starting to look to use him more out the back than like a CJ. They're giving it the CJ sort of for the bit of run and gun. But if they're looking to actually move that footy out of that back line, Seamus Mitchell is the one doing the kicking. And that's actually what freed up uh, James Sicily to move a little bit further up the ground and and mm. uh, and rack up a few touches as well. So, Just, yeah. Yeah. One more? Yeah, go. When I duck into the bottle, I'll be getting myself a couple of Ollie Winesers. I'm, you know what, I, to make this fun, to make this interesting, and this is what we try to do, to make this fun and interesting, I'm telling everyone to go nowhere near him, which means, which means go and get him. Because when I said that about Tom Hawkins, Tom Hawkins absolutely exploded. So look, hopefully that means I've sprinkled a little bit of magic dust on Ollie Wines, mate, for you. This is another one from Theo. Theo, I've tried to look for Theo's team and I can't find it. So Theo, I'm sure he's in. I'm sure he's in our league because I've seen his name and I talked about how much I liked his name. Yeah, I'm going to keep looking and you keep. Can he screenshot it? Can he screenshot it and send it to our Twitter handle? Yeah, good um, shout. Yeah, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. If you're watching Theo, do that. But when we're looking here, Theo Wardlaw better than Humphrey. Wardlaw hasn't played yet. But you're gonna to have to wait and see. He's got an inflated price tag for a rookie. What what is he? 180k for Georgie Wardlaw. They they do rave about him. And the last rookie they raved this much about 
as a young bloke by the name of Harry Cheezels. And he has gone absolutely ballistic. So watch this space with Wardlaw. If you don't have to trade Theo, and this is what you're tossing up between, hold off a week, mate. See what Wardlaw's got to offer. And even if you jump early on him, then that's a risk that I'd be happy to take knowing that North Melbourne are going to punch games into these rookies the rest of this year and are going to want the number one pick at the back end of the year. So let's see how this pans out. But if you can hold, hold for this week and see what he does this week. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying myself right now trying to find his team at how many teams we have in our league at that's the same fantastic. time as... At yeah. the same time, with how many people are actually scoring some really good points too, but I um just while I can't you're looking, find mate, him. While, I cannot find looking, him. Yeah, um, junkie, you're also looking at trading out Orwin Davy. Jump on my boy Berry, mate, from the Gold Coast Suns. He's got a really good role with the Gold Coast team at the moment. Got a very friendly buy round, and I think you'll make your you know your 120 to 150k to upgrade into a primo down the track, mate. So. Uh, Tommy Berry from the Gold Coast Suns. Lock him in, mate. I think we need to move on. We've got a few more games to play. I'm on that screen at the moment, mate. So if any questions do pop up, feel free to uh, yeah, throw them in. The next game was another not-so-riveting one. Hawthorne rocked up and played for about five minutes. It was Hawthorne v Melbourne. The reason I want to bring it up is because we did talk about it. If Melbourne are playing weak teams and you have both Petrucca and Oliver... Petrucca is your man. He he thrives against the weaker teams. He just finds a way. He racks up his disposals. He what did he end up with? Thirty disposals, uh, six clearances, six marks. He was just an absolute beast out there and, and puts on a massive score. So really happy. I VC'd him. Um, I VC'd him, and I was very happy to go out on a Saturday night knowing that my VC was locked in. Um, there wasn't too much more excitement out of this game. Again, Clayton Oliver played a strong game. Uh, Jack Viney having another ripper. Will Day showing that he's still a solid pick. Uh, as we talked about, Sicily was freed up a little bit more with Hawthorne picking a couple of extra tools down back. Um, and like I said, Seamus Mitchell was one that I really liked his performance. So 27 disposals, 15 of those being kicks, eight marks. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he looks like someone that if you haven't brought him in yet, this is your last chance to maybe bring him in before his price gets a little bit too silly. For sure. Yeah. I I can't bring him in, and I'm, I'm glad you did because Petracket looks really nice, doesn't he? And you know what else? I've got to say it now. I love that you held on to Libba. Oh, mate, and like I talked about it. Anyone who's following me on Twitter, I talked about it a lot. I've, I've held on to him. Um, you were right. The, when you sold it to me in the start in the preseason, we talked a lot about who's going to benefit the most from uh, Dunkley moving on. We talked about the McCrays and the Bonts, but the McCrays and the Bonts are always going to play their role. It very much was Libba was a lock to go in and, and he was comfortable to be that inside mid and he's just playing the role to absolute perfection. Um, look, I had this massive thing written on there when I did reply to one of the posts on Twitter, but I was just like, I wish I just stuck to just PODs in the mids. It's when I try to get a bit too fancy with the PODs, too many in the back line and, and mm-hmm. Cunnington in the forward line, which which has put me in recovery mode since which day one. But, you know, Crips and Libba for me, or Libba especially, has just been an absolute blessing pick. So, mate, credit mm-hmm. to you for that one and, and yeah, held on to him. Okay. Um. 
Yeah, saw an article, talks of Fife getting a full game. Yeah, we talked about it just before. The the message out here is he's a very good chance to be picked for a full game against Geelong. Uh, mm. Still chance that he might play the super sub role for one more. His break even still quite high. We were just talking about where he's sitting in a price range of 260. He's every chance to drop to about, if he doesn't get picked, he's still every chance to drop to about 230K. And I'm going to be mm. honest, that's possibly going to be enough for me to start looking at whether he comes in and take the chance. I don't like it, but I think I have to take a bit of risk. We'll see. We'll see how I mm-hmm. feel about it. Yeah. He looks good. We were talking about his points per minute. He was at 0.8 points per minute. Yes, that's coming on as a sub, so it's unlikely you're going to carry that kind of mantle for a whole game. But, but yeah, he does look good. And I, but the other thing I will say is when he is on, he makes Sarong and Brayshaw lift up again. They look even better when he's on the field. So uh, those are probably the players when you start looking at your primos again. Um, that I'd start to look to. Uh, next game, mate. We've only got a couple more games to get through. Guys, drop the questions in. We've probably got about you know, 10, 15 minutes to stay on. But um, if there's questions, we will definitely stay on. Carlton versus the Western Bulldogs. Um, what did you like out of this game? I think you're probably you're on night shift, so you might not have seen this one as much. Didn't, didn't see much at all, mate. Sorry. I saw yeah, the last so- quarter and I saw Western Bulldogs come home with a wet sail. Yeah, Carlton were very disappointing. Our mate uh, Damien Carroll definitely wasn't a fan of this game. Uh, Bailey Smith was the one, you know, tearing up with 30 disposals, which was great to see. Sam Walsh uh, is an absolute weapon. One question I'm going to ask you about. Um, yeah, Liber again had an absolute blinder, which I loved. A lot of people are talking about Matthew Kennedy, and I'd love to hear from our from our public and everyone listening along. We've got a few viewers right now. What's everyone's thoughts on Matty Kennedy? So... Uh, people are looking to take a bit of a chance, especially with the hoppers and the setter fields being the ones out. I'm going to give you a little bit more insight to what his numbers are like. But when he is getting the minutes, he is putting the points on the board and he's only priced at 347000 He's got a break even of seventy three this week. Um, and I think all? a lot of – what's that? Is that all? 340000 yep. Well, I think he's been the sub a couple of weeks, if I'm right. So he had a 27 against, a 25 against West Coast. He had a 36 against Brisbane. He came on and got a, and he had an 89 this week against the Western Bulldogs. What I don't like is they've got Collingwood, Sydney, Melbourne, and the Bombers in the next four weeks. Um, what I do like, and I'm trying to bring it up here, is his points per minute. So he's at last week he was at 0.9 points per minute. The week before he was 1.1 points per minute. He does know how to get the points when he is getting time on field. What is your thoughts about people looking at a hopper to like a Kennedy and then you sort of maybe go a bit up there with Setterfield? Wow. (laughs) It's a a big talking point. This is is great. Um, You've actually thrown me with this really good because ordinarily I'd say, well, Manny (laughs) Kennedy is probably like high 400s. You're not going to touch him. Um, I'm done. Round round ten. I'm out. That's this is my last podcast. Everyone has been fantastic. I finally threw the big horse. You for for three hundred and forty k. That's you're rethinking your trades for the week already, aren't you? Yeah. Wow. I can't take all the cred, mate. These are the these are the things that I should. Who who said this? Who brought this up? We need to know. I just I shouldn't go on Twitter at like lunchtime because I tell you what, I'm at lunchtime at work, and then I start to go back to work, and I'm thinking about these kind of things, and I'm looking at why I don't like the next rounds coming up. But if they start to give him a bit of a role, I do like when he goes in that midfield. 
The only I thing want, is, I want the public like, to come gonna... on. I'm, I'm going to throw, let's let's throw it out to the public. You and I are going to go live again uh, Friday night Friday. as we do before the game. I want to hear from the public. Hit us up on our Twitter handles. You can message either one of us. You can go to Inside Fantasy Sport, whichever one you want. Talk to us about Maddie Kennedy and what your thoughts are. Because I think we are starting to get to the pointy part of the season where it doesn't have to be as simple as just going downgrade to a new rookie coming in and upgrade to a premium. Yes, that's a safe way to play if you're sitting in that 1% echelon. But for every one of us who's starting to try and make that little bit of a move and find that player to to finish strong or get up there a bit more, maybe a Matty Kennedy is one of those people to start looking at. Yeah. Cool. We'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. It's good. For the viewers that are watching, I'll do some research and I'll get back to you Friday evening. I love it. Very good. I want to chuck uh, Jeremy Cameron in the bin, but I think I should keep him uh, in with the buyers coming up. Keep him. Interesting. Keep him. That's all. 100%. Junkie, you're a footy coach. You know this. (laughs) 100% keep him. What's your take on Paddy Cripps, mate? And I'm uh, asking for a friend. Uh, the friend being Rob Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, very much <laughs> um, so. Nah, you've you got to keep him. Like, all primos have an off game occasionally. So when you're looking at he, 26 touches for 60 points, how often does Cripps do that? I hate that. I, it, I hate it. Yeah. But you know what? Yeah. Ollie Wines was doing the same thing. Yeah. And now Ollie Wines is getting 90s. Yeah. Two-two. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. when, you, when you're looking at this, if you've got Cripps, don't <laughs> trade him out. You know, he's nah, he's, I can't he's more than likely to bounce back this week against Collingwood and go really large. Yeah, I can't I can't afford to. I've got to it's all about getting the balance in the team first. And 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 that's where I'll stay. And you, um, you know what? This this yeah, weekend mate. too. Sorry, just before we move no, on. Carlton match up really well. So I we called last week Richmond Geelong, how we thought it was going to be close. If not, Richmond were going to win. Carlton do the same with Collingwood. They match up really well. Last year they won. I think was a kick in the last minute to win and it kicked Carlton out of the finals. Didn't Cripps have a risk? Cripps was huge too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this week I believe that Carlton will beat Collingwood. I think it's potentially the week that it gets Carlton back on track. They're just they're too good to be where they are at the moment. Um, yeah, and I, I think this could be the week where they actually get up. I really like it. I, I, I really like the call. Absolutely. The, the reason I – and I agree what you're saying. The reason I won't tip them is because they've now burnt me two weeks in a row that mm-hmm. I've overrated them. I tipped them to try and do a job on Brisbane in Melbourne because Brisbane had been poor in Melbourne and they were terrible. And I tipped them again to do a – oh, actually, no, I tipped the doggies, but they were poor. They were terrible against the doggies. I thought it would be much closer than that. But I think you, you raise a really good point. One, they match up well. Two – They've got to find a way to bounce back because there's people getting into them a bit now. So um, be a really, really good game. And, and look, as footy fans, we want to see a good Carlton-Collingwood game. So the last three times Carlton played Collingwood, Carlton won by five goals. Yep. Collingwood won by four points. Collingwood won by one point. Love so that. it's going to be close. But, yeah, I, I think Carlton could nearly do it this weekend. We've got two games to go, but the questions keep coming in and we prioritise the questions, but we are looking to wrap up probably pretty soon, guys. So get those questions in. It's a big call. I don't mind Goulden as a VC, but when you've got a Melbourne-Port Adelaide Friday night game, I know it's at the Adelaide Oval. I'd want to look at the conditions. 
that it's pretty hard to look past putting your VC on a Clary, a Gorn, if you have Gorn playing against, you know, Tickle. I reckon uh, from, or from, memory, from memory, last time they played in Adelaide, no, I'm wrong. I thought Port Adelaide won. Melbourne won by 14 points. So, oh, sorry, that was in Darwin. The last time they played in Adelaide, so to, Melbourne to won clear, by five goals. There to be go. clear, Bryce, we have been talking about Good in this one of those bring-ins. I think I'm. I've got to try and find a way to bring him in this week. I think it's a must. Um, I just don't know for owners who have. I, I like Goulden against North Melbourne. It's a great core. It's at Marvel, so it's under the roof. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty hard to go. I'm not a Clary owner, so look. If I bring in Goulden, that might be the move that I go for. But uh, but to Clary owners, I think it's pretty hard to go past Clary or or a Gorn mm. against uh, Bryn Tickle this week. Would be my call. Oh, he's going to get hammered, isn't he? Poor kid. You've got both. You've got Clary and Goulden, yeah? I do, yep. So who would you stick the VC on? I'm thinking Clary. Do you know how it's much? Hard, it's hard not to. It's hard not to. How much is he going to get the ball tapped down his throat by either Gorn or Grundy against Testicle <laughs> or... Jeremy Finlayson. They're the two rucks that Port Adelaide have. So I'm so happy with my Teagle bringing that. He just keeps getting cash each Oh, week. he just I keeps getting it. your money. That's great from a, from a footballing aspect or from a rucking aspect. Gorn, like if you're looking at bringing him in, he could go, both him and Grundy could go 120, 130 plus this week. Absolutely. I, I'm intrigued to see what Port do. Um, is, this the, is this the week that you bring like a life set back in just to sort of help him or... Um, do they do something completely different like Finlayson get a bit more of a run? I'm intrigued to see what they do with their lineup. Um, yeah. Mate, we went pretty good last week when we got thrown with these 50-50s. We did say, we did say Petrucca could score bigger against Hawthorne and we we're pretty confident that he would score bigger than Noah Anderson, but Noah Anderson might be the nicer pick as we go on, especially into buy rounds. We did get the Samson Ryan by one point over Radaglia, or they scored the yeah. same, one or the other. Um Goulden or Merritt? Tough. I'm going Goulden uh, purely because higher upside and mid forward. So you can swing him. Merritt's just pure mid. Yeah, I'm going I'm going Goulden exactly for the DPP. And then I'm seeing what DPP time looks like uh, come round 12. And then we'll go from there. But Goulden will probably have to sit in my mids for now. Um, and then I'm, I'm going to make some moves. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But uh, two Goulden, games to go. Yeah, yeah, if go. you don't have... If you don't have Clary or Bontempelli, um or Clary yeah. even or any Melbourne player, for that fact, for the – or not any Melbourne player, outside of Clary, Petraka, Gorn or Grundy, uh, Goulden's a very good VC option on the Saturday. I love a – I love a very – I love a, a 2IC. I'm kind of looking at it at the moment. I've got Libba. I don't – sorry, I don't have Clary, I don't have Bont. I've got Libba. I've got Petraka. <laughs> I've got Laird. I've got all the like two ICs uh, behind the behind, I do have Dawson though. And speaking of great segue, Adelaide versus St Kilda. Um, Dawson just racking it up. Brody Smith um, doing doing some Brody Smith things. He can be very up and down, but it was a bit of the Brody Smith of old. He was very much taking that role across halfback and and sometimes up onto the wing, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Adelaide, especially at home, are starting to become one of my most enjoyable teams to watch play. I really yeah. like the way they move the footy. Um, yep, Theo, mate, 
We are all big on backing your gut. Thinking Merritt, he's got the easier run. Go with it. And you let us know how well you rocked. I think Merritt's still a good pick. I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that Merritt pick. Um, can I, can I just throw it out? The Western Bulldogs versus Adelaide game that's at Mars in Ballarat. So being in Bendigo, we're only about an hour and a half away. On Saturday, it's going to be 11 degrees and rainy with wind gusts of up to 30 to 35 k's an hour. So for anyone that's been to Ballarat, it's shit at the best of times. But it's going to be even worse this weekend. Just for any VC or C options in the Adelaide Western Bulldogs game, don't touch it. It's going to be a scrap. I really hope that means, though, and I won't do a VC, that's for damn sure, but I really hope that means English gets a ton of taps. I hope that also means Liver gets a heap of tackles. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what his disposal efficiency will look like, but, yeah, I still wouldn't touch it with a VC. That's really good insight. I like that, mate. Uh, while you're on your way to Ballarat, stop by Snap Fitness 24-7, Epsom Bendigo. They'll, they'll hook you up for sure. Um, yeah, Adelaide St Kilda, I love it. Uh, I love watching them play. Sinclair seems to find those scores still. Rory Laird and Jordan Dawson were a little bit quieter than they normally are. It still found the footy and put up a good enough score for me. Um, mm-hmm. Chase Jones, mate, talking point. What are you doing with Chase Jones? Gone. 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 Yep. Yep, Do he's we got declare Hamo's call a success, a failure, or we be boring and we sit on the fence? No, nah, it's a success. I made 180000 out of him. So Beautiful. I'm now going to turn that into one of Darcy Cameron, Lockie Whitfield, or potentially Matt Kennedy. You heard it here first. I love it. Mm. Very good. Very good. Um, I'm trying to think. Nothing much else. The interesting one is St Kilda. So St Kilda is a watch, especially if you're a Mason Wood owner. Um, when the gap came up up forward with memory going off, getting concussed, Mason Wood was the one they sent forward and did Mason Wood forward things, not Mason Wood on the wing things. So he's a lot quieter. The word, though, is, is Max King is back and very much up for selection this week. So does that mean that Wood moves back onto his wing? Do they need yeah. some support down there for Max King? Um, dangerous one for Mason Wood owners, in my opinion, still. Well, if you think back to the start of the year, St Kilda were running with Caminiti by himself up forward mm-hmm. with some small mm-hmm. forwards. I think Mason Wood goes back to the wing regardless. So I, I think for Mason Wood owners, I think you're safe. Beautiful. Love it. If the big horse tells you you're safe... Put your house on it. Bet responsibly. Oh, Jesus. Hopefully yeah, it's not a nice house. <laughs> your dog house. Put your dog house oh, on it. All yeah, good. Better. Uh, Collingwood GWS. Uh, mate, Collingwood just continue to impress with their brand of footy. Um, yeah. GWS put up a fight for as long as they could, but this Collingwood side looks strong. Um, Nick Dacos just always finds a way to get the footy. Another 40-plus touches. Um, he's a tough man to stop, 539 metres gain, 88% time on ground. Tom Mitchell looking to be one of the recruits of the year. Uh, Canelio again, doing his best. Uh, his disposal efficiency obviously still lets him down. He still just throws it on the boot and gets it up forward. Mm-hmm. And if that ball comes to ground and it happens to be picked up by the other team, it's considered a turnover, which I really don't rate in the algorithm. And I hope that's one that they kind of look at. Um uh, sort of lost the scores there. Uh, Lockie Ash is one. We talked about him a while ago. He's one that's definitely on the improve. I think his price has probably maybe mm. got a little bit too high. 
The ones, there's a couple on the watch list here. You've already mentioned one, which is Lockie Whitfield with his third hundred in a row. For me, Jordan Dugowie is very much still a watch. Um, I like where his price is at at the moment. I like his role. I know What's his he's, So he's sitting in the mid, I want to say he's in the mid fives. Give me a second. Okay. He no, is, no, sorry, low. He's 501. So he's, I thought he was going to drop under five this week. So he's at 501,000. He's got a break even at 81. He's been putting up scores. I know. So he had two weaker games. So Sydney and Adelaide, he had two weaker games. But he's gone 130, 84, 122, 107, 116. Adelaide and Sydney, he did drop off a 67 and a 76. But he's bounced back again with a 128 against GWS. He has Carlton, North Melbourne, and West Coast coming up next before playing Melbourne and Adelaide at the MCG and then Gold Coast. I like his role. I think it's very Petrarca-like. Um, yes, he can have maybe a possible down game, but at 500000 it's not a bad pick in my opinion. Yeah, I like it. I do. The thing is, we've got, <clears throat> what have they got, three rounds and then buys? Yep. So you, it's important that you look at your team structure. And four as long as you don't have... He's got four. He's got four. Carlton, North, four. West Coast, Melbourne. Then they have a buy in round 14. As long as you don't have too many Adelaide, Essendon, Hawthorne, Melbourne or West Coast players in your team, then it should be okay. you got to yep. remember, you've got to field 18 players for each round. So yeah, while you call. don't need to absolutely be chockers with players, you need to make sure you've got good coverage as well. No, I need to go have a good look. That's a good point. That said, he could be my move for Setterfield. So it's kind of like a, a bomber for a pie. So it's yeah. not too bad in that way. When you start looking at Hopper being 441, and I can go after a Jordan Goey for 501, it's not much of a jump. So, yeah, no, I've already not. got 145. Yeah, I've got 146K sitting in the bank as we speak too. So, yeah. yeah. Um, last game, last game. And then, guys, this is your last chance to just throw in any uh, questions. Just while I'm bringing up the last game, mate, I'd like you to talk about what you've liked other than just the score when it comes to Lockie Whitfield. Are you seeing anything particular in how he's getting his points that's making you think to bring him in? Or or what are yep. you seeing, mate? Yep, running defender now. He doesn't look as lost anymore. He's starting to look a little, a little bit more confident by foot as the way he was a couple of years ago when he was a premium defender for the year. We're still looking at a mid-defender um, slash dual um, position. Um, quite a friendly buy for me as well. Like it's something that fits in with my team structure fairly well as well. The only downside for me is that I'd be carrying Nick Haynes and Tom Green from GWS. So... Uh, I'll weigh up the risk versus the reward, whether I can carry him and still score fairly well during the buy rounds or whether I have to look at, you know, your Darcy Cameron or whether I look at Matt Kennedy or or someone along those lines. Yep. That was it, mate. Uh, Theo's left one last point, which I do like. I'm getting Tom Stewart in, I think, because of the buy rounds. Tom Stewart is definitely one of the ones to look at from a yeah, Geelong sure. Gold Coast point that we've talked about. He's continually playing his role, the role that we love. So, yeah, I think Tom Stewart's a pretty safe bet. Um, the only last one, Tom Green for me, I reckon he's going to be – I don't care that he'll be a primo price next year. I could see him being one of my first pick next year for Supercoach. I really like his role. I really like his development. And it gives me confidence that he's just going to score a ton 
every week. I think mm-hmm. I'd feel sh- more shocked if he's under the ton um, than if he was over 140. So I know his ceiling isn't huge, but I love his consistency. And then that might allow me to take a couple more risks with some certain players like a Dugowie or something like that. But I, I really like his role. So I like his progression. For sure. Mate, I'll, I'll give you uh, final words, mate, before we sign out. I don't really have much. It's nice to be back, mate. Um, looking forward to the game with the lads, North Melbourne versus Sydney. Be probably more interested in the bottom of my beer than the game by the end of it. Let's hope North can put up some sort of fight against Sydney. Um, my boys, Essendon, we've got Richmond at the G, Dreamtime. I think this will actually be pretty close. Again, I don't think our boys will beat Richmond. Richmond start are starting to hit some form and, and play really well at the G. But I think the match of the round for me is going to be a toss-up between Port Adelaide and Melbourne on the Friday night and Carlton Collingwood on the Sunday. I think that'll be an absolute ripper. And my upset for the round will be Carlton to beat Collingwood. Looking forward to that, my friend. We will have a another live before Friday footy. I may not possibly be in it. I've got a few things on Friday. A little man's going for a little day surgery. Uh, depending on what time we put it on, we've also got a work function um, that I have to be present at. But I might be here. I might sneak in depending on what time we put it on. But, guys, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up on Instagram. Ask us the questions. I think, as per we normally say, this is another quite crucial trade week, in my opinion, especially with a few players going down. So hit us up on all our socials. This has been – yeah, make sure you click subscribe. Absolutely. Always a pleasure, Mickey Dell. Always a pleasure. Thank you for everyone that got involved in our questions and dropping in the comments. It makes the show much more enjoyable, especially from our side and everybody following along. This has been the Insight Fantasy Sport Podcast. Peace out. See ya. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 